The next person that I've invited to speak on behalf of our coalition building community work that we're doing is a young gentleman by the name of Tyrone Hodge. Tyrone Hodge is a leader in the Poor People's Campaign, and he is a member of the Rochester Homeless Union. Tyrone has worked effortlessly on making people's lives better and improving his life and making our community a better place. So I've asked Tyrone to come up and just share a little bit of his story and his struggle and what it means like to be part of a community that cares, a community that reaches out and works with one another to make it a better place. So Tyrone Hodge, if you'd be kind enough to come and share a few words with us, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Uh, I entitled my experience The Fall. Uh, it was not the first experience with homelessness, but the most stressful. Neatly dressed, I thought it would go well in my favor, but things didn't go according to plan. The open door mission was a small gathering of individuals and staff members who seem seemingly polite and concerned. After two weeks, I believe is when I was asked if I was in a case pending with DHS, where I replied that I did not. The individual associates told me that I needed to go and apply, which I did go to the social worker which asked me for receipts to show where I, I had spent my money, where I did not keep receipts of everything I purchased. I, would, I, to, I, I was told as long as you don't provide receipts, I was not eligible for assistance, which this knowledge, I returned to the shelter and let the attendant know that I was turned down for receiving assistance. After a few moments, I was told I was to be transferred to another location called Boot Haven, where accommodations appeared to be much better than the former. I had more bed, I had my own bed and my own cubicle space. There was a lounging area where you could watch, sit and watch TV. Not having the knowledge of why I had been transferred, I began to get a little comfortable with my surroundings and attempted to think of solutions to my dilemma. After another two weeks had ran its course, I was again approached by a staff member questioning my status with DHS in which I told him that, I, that they requested receipts of how I spent my monies and were not going to assist me if I don't provide them. The staff member informed me that I had to go again to DHS, even though I had explained to him that they would not help. So off I was to DHS again, this time, the individual that had told me that I was not going to receive assistance, she came out aggressively this time and told me, Mr. Hodge, we already told you, unless you provide the receipts, you will not receive assistance. With my head held down fully, not understanding the predicament I was in, I returned to the shelter to tell them the news 
After the news, after the news of my visit to DHS, the social worker that I believe he was at the time that had I I that I inquired as to why. Why would I why do I have to leave? And he told me we don't have a way for your stay here. We don't have a way to pay for your stay here. And I I had my my last check from Xerox and I offered to pay. And he said, sorry, Mr. Hodge, that's not how it works. So I was off to, I was off to, uh, this was, this was Boot Haven. And since I didn't know the city that well, I circled back to what I know best was to go back to the open door mission. And this time they had what was a bowl where you picked a number that was attached to a bed. And I picked the number that was not attached to a bed three nights in a row and was told that I had to leave. I, that the, there was the, se the second night I, I got lucky with a friend that was in the same predicament and she had met a friend and she, the friend offered to keep her the night and she told the friend not without my friend, which was me. And I slept on the bottom of the bed of the bedpost of the gentleman for that night. And I don't remember the, uh, the third night, but the final night I ended up underneath the bus transit that was not used anymore in Main Street. And it was becoming late in the evening, 12 o'clock midnight. And I was really frustrated, even to the point of tears that I didn't know what to do next. And I had, there were two individuals that came up to me and said, sir, do you have some place to stay tonight? And I said, no, I do not. And she, they told me that there was a 24 hour shelter on Hudson Avenue, which was the House of Mercy at the time, that they would accept you. And I hurry up and went there with my, my two pulley bags and a shoulder bag that I had and got there. And the, the attendant let me in and he showed me the, the sleeping quarters and you know, it, if, you, if you ever had any chance to have visited the House of Mercy in Hudson, you would know that they were very tight in the quarters and the attendants would lead me down to where I was to sleep and he would say, watch this guy head, watch this, this lady's arms because we were in really tight quarters. And waking up in the next morning, Waking up the next morning, I you know, observed my surroundings and was kind of trauma traumatized about the fact of the two other shelters that kicked me out and was waiting for this shelter to also ask me about attending DSS, which, is ne which never happened. And a couple of years later, I found out the reason why. And in closing, I want to say that uh, I, I find that I need to pay this forward for anyone that would be in this type of predicament that they would also know that there's ways and, and ask another question and not just receive the first answer you receive. Thank you.